I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players, and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio's Ice Sport Radio. That's right, it's our rest of the league show. And fam, we've done it. We are halfway through the year. The All-Star break is just a week away. Every team's played over 41 games, so I thought this was the perfect time to check in on the league. See, look at the standings, look around, and see where we are. Uh, If I didn't say it, I may have forgotten. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Let's just get it going. Let me introduce you to the panel. This is our first Ice Sport Radio of 2019. We are back for a little bit of a holiday break, I guess. We had a, it was like a it was like a college break for this for this holiday, but we are back. Let's get it going. Let's lead it off with Stephalicious D. Steph Driver. It was like a college break. If if the Flyers' schedule didn't suck so much and all of the holidays took place on our regular recording days. It would have been back earlier, but we made it through 2018, and I think that that is friggin' amazing. I just it, it was it got hairy for a minute there. I just love how they love. I just love how they schedule like two and a half weeks in between games in the first half of the year, and then right in December and after Christmas, they're like, oh, you know what? We need back to backs every weekend. We're gonna have Monday games. Like that's totally yeah. fine. Now let's throw it over to TheAthletic.com's Charlie O'Connor. So why do Toronto fans hate Jay Gardner so much? I'm, <laughs> I, I'm actually legitimately curious about this because like, I've always been positively predisposed towards him, but I found out last night that apparently they all hate him. Yeah, they, like, they tolerate him until they want to blame someone. And I think at this point, they just like everyone else so much more. They're like, well, fuck, <laughs> it's Gardner's fault. Like, what are they going to do, blame Andreas Johnson? That's not happening. Is he, like, their Jake Voracek? Maybe. I mean, he's he's not Jake Voracek, you know? I'm not talking talent level, I'm talking scapegoat level. Yeah, yeah. He he definitely seems like he's prone to really big mistakes. Like, he kind of reminds me, and Steph, I know you're not quite as familiar with him, but, like, kind of reminds me of Matt Carl, where, like, when Matt Carl would fuck (laughs) up, it would be bad. Oh, yeah. And I think Jake Gardner is kind of similar. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> Matt Carl's fault. Yeah, everything is Matt everything Carl's is fault. Matt Carl's fault. That's I think. I, have I ever told you about this? It's something I think I wrote once for Bleacher Report that uh, Bruno Gervais would easily replace Matt Carl's production given the given the ice time. Did you really? One remember, of my all-time remember great Bruno takes. Gervais? <laughs> Jeez. All right, guys. Remember, so, yeah. remember him? The only reason he was on this team is because he was Max Talbot's friend. Oh, yeah, God, there, he was yeah. like his best man or something. They were like buddies. Yeah. Like, oh, we need a defenseman. Let's just go get his friend. And then uh, let's trade Max Talbot or for nothing, I guess. Uh, so we're going to get into the rest of the league and take a look around. But I want to, uh, because we won't be together until uh, until Thursday for Broad Street Hockey, at which point Kelly will be back with us, I believe. Uh, I want quick thoughts on Jordan Wheel and Dale Weiss. Wheel traded to Zona for a sixth-round pick and an ECHL player. Dale Weiss was waived today. Just quick thoughts. Hopefully those won't be the only moves to talk about uh, when we're together again in two days. 
Well, Chucky two trades did something. Yeah. Did two. He made something. He made one trade. He made one trade. <laughs> um, Wheel, you know. I can't say that he didn't really get his shot because he did. He just didn't really do a lot with it. And it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't a, the, the shot that he got when we thought he was going to be this incredible player. Like he wasn't playing on the top line. Um, but he was never really going to have a future here. So I, I think that Arizona probably is a really good fit for him. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him to go and, and try and make an impact on that team that may make the playoffs. Yeah, I I can't help but wonder if this was almost Fletcher kind of doing wheel of solid and being like, look, you know we're not going to re-sign you. You know you're not going to play that much the rest of the year with us because you're too far down on the depth chart. So I'm just going to give you to a team where you're going to get a chance to be able to prove yourself and maybe get another NHL deal. The thing, my, my thing with wheel is that I really would have liked to have seen them try him as a fourth-line center because it just it seemed like he never... It doesn't look like his offense, and I could be totally wrong. Maybe somewhere else it'll show up. It doesn't seem like his offense is ever going to pop up at the NHL level, but like he does other stuff well, and I would have liked to have seen him do that other stuff well on the fourth line, but they yeah. decided he wasn't a fourth liner. So, okay, well, if he can't score well enough to be a top niner and you just refuse to use him on the fourth line, then I guess you kind of got to trade him because you're not going to use him the right way because he's not he's not good enough scorer to do one thing and you won't do use him in the other way so i'm get rid of him and get something for him and give him a shot somewhere else where maybe he can find a better fit i expect I've, to oh go ahead Stay. in his in his first game with arizona he was their one seat well there we go like that's not like that's not a bad landing spot if, if he's gonna be their one seat no, he'll get a chance to put up at least some volume numbers and have enough film that if he plays well, someone will give him a shot. I've, yep. Like Charlie said, I, I thought he'd be a good modern 4C in this league. Um, sometime between now and his age 30 season, I expect he has like one of those years where things just go right and he has the high shooting percentage and scores around 20-ish goals. Uh, but I don't think that's who he is at all. Uh, I, I think he deserves a shot in uh, in that fourth line role, and I think he could be a good depth scorer, you know, a fourth liner on a good team. But that's not this team because they don't have a good top six or a good top nine. Hope he gets a shot. Dale Weiss, um, you know, whatever. But how is he gone? But not Yuri. That's my. I just can't believe it took this long to waive him. Like he had been in the lineup since damn near the beginning of the season. He yeah, what? I, he wasn't that bad this year. Like he no, wasn't. He wasn't good, but he wasn't like, that bad. I guess at this point, since he hasn't been that bad, it's finally all right. He's only got this year and one more, and he hasn't been like a detriment in the lineup. So maybe we can get something. F I don't know. I, I I don't know. Uh, I the whole thing is just a little bit confusing. Um, uh, but you know. See ya never again, Dale. Yeah. The both the two things I'll the one thing I'll say about both guys that's a little intriguing to me, and this is more time than I even expected to spend is on these. Is it that they're both of their last names start with W? Oh yeah, no. I was just gonna say they're both Ron's guys. Oh, one wow. came over from LA, you know, and he was uh, an Ontario Reign or whatever the hell their AHL team name is, and Ron was the GM of their AHL team. 
And Dale was Ron's like only free agent signing ever. <laughs> yeah, until JVR. But, until uh, JVR, yeah. Yeah, was no, you're the monarchs. Aren't they the monarchs? The monarchs, yeah. Yeah, you're Whatever. right. You're right, Steph. But uh, I know. Yeah, no, th- I I agree. This very well could just be a. I I think there was Hextall had a thing where like his guys, he just stayed loyal to them no matter what, and Fletcher doesn't have that same loyalty to these guys. And maybe it was maybe loyalty loyalty isn't even the best word. Maybe it was just like stubbornness that. You know, well, I signed Dale Weiss, and we got to see this through because eventually he's going to be the guy who I thought he was going to be, and he's not going to be that guy. And Fletcher is of the opinion, like, well, why bother waiting? That's fair. Why bother waiting? I did. You know, I keep asking, what is the point of some of of some of these guys? And at least with this move, Fletcher is answering that question with, "There is none." So you're right. Let's wave them. (laughs) All right, before we move on, I do want to make... I do have a hot take, guys. I do have a hot take. I know this isn't BSH Radio, but if the NHL wanted to pop a big rating and actually generate some interest in this All-Star game, Tom Wilson should have replaced Alexander Ovechkin. That's a garbage take. He's one of the biggest stars in this league. He is not. He gets gets more press coverage than Nikita Kucherov. Which does not make him a star. Yes, it does. That's the meaning of star. No! No! I mean, Dan Carcillo is still getting a lot of press. Is he a Not star? even close and didn't get close to it when he played. I'm talking about right now. Yeah, but he's not a player in the league. Brad Pitt's a big star, but he doesn't play hockey, so he's not going to be in the All-Star game. But Tom Wilson be. gets more, generates more buzz than anyone in this league because he's he's a garbage player. I mean, that's what the that's what the news is. The news is this guy fucking sucks at hockey and is making our sport worse. And you what wanna, was you the biggest put him moment in the All Star game? game since Mario retired? Like you're Don't actually shot. serious about this? I can see it in in your <laughs> eyeballs. I have convinced myself he belongs in the All Star game because he is. The he's the most he's the most talked about player in hockey. Okay, well, Nikita okay. Kucherov. He's, he's definitely not the most talked about player in hockey. There's no in way he is the most talked is. about player in hockey. Nikita Kucherov is going to have the best season. Nikita Kucherov is in Tampa Bay, which is an extremely small market. Talk about a different team. Like, do people do, do you really think people talk more about Tom Wilson than Alex Ovechkin? Like, really? Yeah. No. no. Not because every conversation about Ovechkin is, oh, they finally won a cup when Tom Wilson was out there creating space for him. I don't know what conversations you get into. Like, seriously, Tom Wilson has been with this team when they failed to win a cup every time. Like, this not is not brand new. It's not wasn't. like they just brought in Tom Wilson and then all of a sudden they won a cup. Like, they that's the just, most garbage fucking argument. They just started playing him on the first line and they won a cup. Oh, Jesus. I can't. This is. There's a, a player in the league argument. right now who's about to have the best season since like '94, and guess what? No one's talking about it. People talk about Tom Wilson. If he was in the All Star game, people would watch. Bill, I'm, they would have a better rating than if he wasn't. Bill, I'm I'm open to the to this idea that like put him in the All Star game because we everybody needs a villain. But the idea that he deserves to be in the All Star game is a joke. I don't think he deserves it. I just think he's the most talked about guy in the league. So put him in a goddamn event with supposed other stars. Yeah, with with stars that he's going to knock out of the game for months at a time. Like there would be a boycott. <laughs> he, he, players wouldn't go. He would injure someone in an All Star game. He, like that's the that <laughs> guy that would headhunt in an All Star game, and then the other players are not going to show up. Like this is just a bad idea. The other players aren't showing up anyway. They don't want to go. Well. 
I mean, that's an NHL problem. It's different. <laughs> All right, guys. So I figured at this point we You know can... who will be there? SB Nation will be there. hey yo. Where is the All-Star game this year? San Jose. That's not bad. That's not bad. You're almost in a cool city. Uh... Missy Driver's barking. Can you hear her? So I thought it would be a good time since we're at the halfway point in the season, and I should open up the standings since that's what we're going to talk about, is kind of just look around at the league and see what's going on. Uh, I want to take a look by conference, by division, uh, at the playoffs, and kind of just get your surprises, your positives and negatives. Uh, do you think the playoffs are locked in right now? And I have some teams of interest I want to talk about. Um, who do you think's the most vulnerable or playing over their heads? So let's just give it a look and let's start in the East. Let's start in, oh, don't have the uh, standings open still. So give me one more second. Uh, let's start in that good old Atlantic division. Oh, come on, computer. Let's go here. Well, I mean, all right. So the lightning are leading the division. Yeah. The yeah that's are kind of the a league lock. by, by a ton. 72 points in 46 games. I don't think that they're going anywhere. That's your that's your runaway. They're winning the president's trophy, right? Oh yeah, unless they really fall apart, and there's no reason to think they will. Yeah, they're they're running away with this thing. Yeah, I referenced uh, I referenced Nikita Kucherov earlier, and you guys keep saying, "Well, he plays in Tampa Bay." I mean, they've been one of the best teams in the league for a couple of years now. They they have yes, but it's a small market. But it's the NHL. It's a small market league. The yeah. Rangers yeah, so are a small, a small market. Small market people don't watch there's... hockey. They also have a small market team in a niche sport. Like they've got, yeah, people show up to the games, but they're still not a big fucking deal. They're not the Maple Leafs. And they haven't won yet. Like things change if you win a cup, your stars get more popular. I mean, the the Lightning haven't won yet. And arguably the thing that hurts Kucherov too from a a, uh, publicity standpoint is that even though I absolutely 100% believe he's the best player on that team, Steven Samkos is the face of that team. Like, Stamkos is probably the third best player on that team behind Kucherov and, and Hedman, but everyone knows Stamkos more than they know Kucherov. And that's just because Stamkos was the flashy goal scorer in the beginning of his career who was the face of that franchise. And you don't lose that even if you're not quite as good as you used to be. And he's still really good. He's just not clearly the best player on the team like he was four years and ago. And that is a straight-up failure of the media because right now Nikita Kucherov is on pace for over 133 points. Guys who have topped 120 points since the lockout. Joe Thornton, 125 in 05-06, the year he got traded from Boston to San Jose and had that ridiculous year. Yager, same season, 123 points. Crosby, 06-07, 120 points. That's it. He's on pace to have the best season since the lockout, the full season lockout. Since 93-94, which is... uh, I use that as my cutoff because it was Jock Jock Lemaire's first year with the Devils. So let's say the since the birth of the trap, 130 plus point seasons. Gretzky 130 in 93-94. Yager 149 95-96. Mario 161 95-96. He's about to have the best season in the last two and a half decades. Like that's what he's on pace to do. I feel like he's getting no buzz for this. It's a fair point, and you're right. He's not, but I yeah. I mean, do we have to rehash the idea that the NHL is really bad at marketing themselves? The I NHL just, is really bad at marketing themselves. But he's 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 the best player on the best team, 
and we're talking about I, I like I, 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 it just blows my mind. I'm I think Tom Wilson gets more coverage than he does. I just, it's I didn't realize he was on this kind of pace because remember last year, I was talking, you know, he was on pace to start the year for fifty and fifty, and he's not scoring goals at that level, but he's producing points like a legit freaking all time great. It, I'm just, it's killing me right now. But it's, let's move on because charge, that division. They're talking about it a lot. Who? Raw charge. Well, yeah, raw, I mean, that's, it's the team's blog. But I just feel like it should be getting more national coverage in a league that, oh, yeah, we don't have any stars in this league. Well, there's one. There's <laughs> one. He's about to score the most points since fucking Gretzky. Like, I don't know. I agree. <laughs> but that, uh, they're, they've kind of wrapped up that division already. And it's a. It's a good top-heavy division with uh, with Toronto and Boston, but those two just seemed those two seemed destined to play each other in that two-three matchup in the first round. What else do you find intriguing about the Atlantic Division? Not much. I mean, I mean the Canadians are kind of hanging in there, which yeah. I wasn't expecting. Yeah, I mean they're they're fine. I, I think what Montreal is showing us because I obviously and I think i don't think i was alone here obviously was not that high on montreal going into this year no um and it's not even like carrie price has been that good like he's he's been better recently but he hasn't been carrying that team but i think what 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 montreal is showing and and there's another team in in the conference who i think we're going to get to that uh is showing the same thing is that a really good coach can go a long way and, Cla- and Claude Julian is a really good coach. And I think he's doing a really good job getting the most out of a not-that-great roster in Montreal. Yeah, I agree with you. And my other surprise, and this has just been a surprise through the season, is the Sabres are kind of figuring their shit out. Like, yeah, they've fallen out of a, a playoff spot, and nobody really expected them to make the playoffs this season, but I, for one, didn't expect them to actually be competitive this season, so that's cool. Charlie and I were talking about before you came into the uh, into the hangout, Steph, and like just looking at the way the playoffs are shaping up right now with the three division leaders in each uh, in the conference and then the two wild cards in the East, I guess is Buff- Buffalo's like the only team not in the playoffs that I think has a chance to make the playoffs in the East. Yeah, that's fair. It's I, just kind of like I could the see, Islanders I, are. Yeah, I could see Carolina. I'm not yeah, counting Carolina on it, but too. I could see it. I can see Carolina. I just expect them to have a two week stretch where no one makes a save for that team because that's what happens to them. And oh yeah, we're oh six and four in our last ten, and we're out of it. Like it's mid February. This is what happens. With though, in the beginning of the season, weren't they trash in the beginning of the season? Well, they were real good in the very beginning, and then they went through like a month where they were trash again. And then everybody forgot about him. <laughs> That's the one. But the Atlantic, I, yeah, the Atlantic, uh, Montreal's the only real surprise, I guess. I assume Buffalo would kind of be better. Like, I thought they got better. Just they have young guys who are coming along. Uh, you know, they went out and got Jeff Skinner, who's all of a sudden scoring goals like a like a legit goal scorer. And Rasmus Dahlin's a good player. So, Allegedly, is, I, I think what's I think what's helping Buffalo and to a lesser extent Montreal and and the Islanders, who were the, the other team I was referencing about having a really good coach, is that there there are quite a few teams in the East that I think most people thought were going to be better and just suck. The three, oh, you don't say the, the, the three teams being the Flyers, obviously, but also the Panthers, who if you remember last year the second half were awesome. Yeah, and then the Devils, who like yeah I wasn't sold on them, but they did make the playoffs last year, and all three of those teams are are trash poop. 
So it's like somebody had to replace them, and these teams did. Let's move on to the Metro then, because the Islanders are the big story of the Metro, and they are still just hanging around, man. Like I, we, I Everyone expected them eventually to come back down to earth, but they're clinging to that last wildcard spot. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10. They just beat the shit out of Tampa Bay. I mean, they're going to make the playoffs, and good for them because nobody was on the Islanders. I think I was one of the few people who was a little higher on them than others, but I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. I thought they'd just be hanging around. That sounds like revisionist history. Go they back lost and John Tavares, and they signed a bunch of fucking idiots. Oh, I didn't think they were going to be good. I just thought they weren't going to be the worst team in the league. I think. Okay. I I think I, I I'd like to go back through that because I remember, I, I remember we all all of us thought they were going to be trash. I remember me saying that I don't think they're going to be first overall pick bad because Barry Trotz is a really good coach. But I don't think any of us thought they were going to be good. No. I never thought they were going to be good. I thought they'd be, like, where Carolina is. That's fair. Well, they're a couple points apart, yeah. so. I mean— And they also have a—like, look at their goal differential. It's They're vastly different teams. One is playing oh, yeah. well. One is treading water. Yeah, well, it, with the Islanders, I mean, aside from Trotz, who I, I have a lot of respect for Barry Trotz, and I think he's a big reason why they're doing this, Um, it's it's really the goaltending. Like, yeah. that, that Grice-Laner pair uh, duo has been really good. And you get good goaltending, like you get good goaltending, and it and it, it erases a lot of your other problems. You get bad goaltending, and all your problems look even worse than they actually are. But like, in a way, the Islanders being kind of good this year, actually, I mean, obviously we're going to tie everything back to the Flyers. Like, I don't think this is bad for the Flyers because the Islanders still do not have a good roster, and yeah. them having a good year out of like I thought. I thought there was a good chance they could take a run at Hughes, and I thought they really need a guy like Hughes to replace Tavares, and they're clearly not going to get him because they very well might make the playoffs. So, like, yeah, Matt Barzell is awesome, and I love Matt Barzell, but I think you need one more guy with Matt Barzell to be truly competitive, and like, I just don't know if they have him. Like, I think Jordan Eberle is probably leaving, so and he's not yeah. even he's not even having that good of a year. So, I don't know. I I, I think in a way like this. As, as good as this f- probably feels for Islanders fans, especially after losing Tavares, like, it might have been better for the, for the long-term future of the franchise if they just kind of bottomed out this year, and they're not. Yeah, I, I just, I, I feel good. Like, it's a good, it's a cool story. Like, it bothers me that Val Filpola is a part of it because I, I hate the guy. But if you look at his numbers, like, that regression has come. Uh, he's sitting on nine goals. Um Staying in this division, Columbus hanging around, man, and my God, that team is in some turmoil right now. They They're just, a, a delight. They suspended in, in terms of drama. They suspended Bobrovsky, and it's finally come out why uh, he gets pulled the other night. And instead of like sitting there and being a teammate, uh, because hey, you're the backup now, you're out. If the guy who we put in for you gets hurt, you have to get your ass back in there. Yeah, he said, fuck that, went right down the tunnel and started taking off his pads. And when Tortorella looked down the bench and was like, hey, where's our other goalie? They sent a trainer in to look for him. He was in the shower. He was done. <laughs> he was done for the night. Uh, he, he was. He left the building. He left like, the bench. I, I know that they're trying to make this nice. He left the building. Yeah. 
Uh, so there were 11 minutes, 7 seconds left in the game when uh, when he started pulling off his gear after he got pulled out of the game. Uh, he's supposed to sit on the bench with his team. He's a two-time Vezina winner, and he was suspended for a game, Wasn't uh, to, did not travel with the team. Before he got on the plane leaving the game, Seth, uh, leaving the uh, stadium, Seth Jones, Boone Jenner, and Cam Atkinson pulled him aside and kind of confronted him like, yo, this isn't what teammates do. And, you know, the team suspended him. And now, I said the whole time, there's no way they're trading Bobrovsky. Like, they think they're good enough to make a run. And what do you do? Well, Yarmo Kekalainen has met with Bobrovsky's agent. Uh, they met on Saturday in D.C. Uh, the Blue Jackets played the played the Capitals. Corpusalo started the game. Um, played really well. What do you, are they, could they actually trade Bob? Yeah. And it, what's it, the for, market for a rental goalie with bad career playoff numbers and a negative GSAA this year? And apparently an attitude problem. Out of Columbus is that you know, shit's gone really bad for a while. Like there were um there was an Instagram post from Bobrovsky where he's just like he's got his feet up on the desk and is essentially like call me like two other teams <laughs> like he doesn't Yo, want to be up. there um so i think that this whole display like i i, I don't think that he lasts until the deadline i, I think that it, it's just gone really far south you know it's it's a fair point though bill that you're making about a market for him because like i i 100 believe that it's a toxic toxic situation and you know Bobrovsky knows he's not re-signing there and the players don't like him for whatever for you know this reason and also because he's kind of checked out by the same token like the only teams that would want that would want to trade for him by the trade deadline are teams that are battling for a playoff spot and think they can possibly go far in the playoffs and most of those teams have goalies. Yeah. So, like, I guess, I mean, I'm trying to think, like, I mean, maybe Edmonton, if this is just Shirelli's last stand, tries to trade for him as a rental if they're just trying desperately to make the playoffs because Pete's trying to save his job. Like, San Jose, I know, has had shitty goaltending, but, like, Jones is theoretically good. Yeah, he's just he's, been He's yeah. just been bad this year, but he's theoretically a good goalie. Yeah, this is two points that came up. Uh, I was listening to a recent Puck Soup, and they talked about this. And the one is, like, it's not November. Like you just said, teams that are in it have a goalie at this point. Like, yes, if it's early in the year and you're like, oh, we're good and getting shitty goaltending, okay, let's go get him. Like, maybe Carolina, but they're cheap as shit. Like, he's, a, he's an expensive guy, even if you're getting him at the prorated price. Like, are they going to pay him the couple of million he needs at the end of the season when you're probably not that good to begin with? I, I don't know. It's uh, Who would actually want him? The second, the other line of thought is, with he and Panarin both, keeping them is basically like trading for rentals. Like, all right, it's like we're in it, so we would go get these guys as rentals. So keeping them is the same line of thought. And it's a little convoluted, but I can see it when the return isn't going to be that great, especially for a goalie who, it's out there now, he's a dick. Oh, I, I don't I mean, think the idea a... of a rental is that you get better. You can't get better if you're just keeping the same people on your team. If Bobrovsky starts playing better, that's, you know. I, I, yeah. It's different. Yeah, I, I don't think they have a problem keeping Panarin. I mean, Panarin just, like, he's, he's doing his stuff. He's a great player, and yeah. everybody likes him. He's just 
doesn't want to play in Columbus anymore after this year. And that's fine. You keep him around. You try to make a run with him because he's a great player, and boom. With Bob, it's just like, is this situation now untenable with him there? That, to me, is the question. It seems like it. Yeah, it is. I just, like, what do you get for the guy, and how do you— I guess if his teammates all hate him, it's not that bad of a— it's not that hard of a sell job. Like, hey, we just moved our number one goalie, but I I don't know. It's fascinating to me, though, like— It's going to be fun to see how this goes. He's got—he has to, not just with the bad year— but like with all this other crap, like he has to have torpedoed his his value in free agency, right? Like there are yeah. gonna be teams that are just gonna scratch him off their list. Yeah, and just the like if if there could have been a silver lining to this season for him, like he needed a good playoff just to say, hey, I can I can perform in the playoffs, pay me all that money money I want. Um now I think this is just lining up for a nice cheap reunion with the Flyers. Just Nice tandem goalie to put with Carter Hart. It's it's a fascinating <laughs> idea. In all honesty, like if you can sign Bobrovsky to a to a two year deal, I'm all for it. Oh, one hundred percent. It's yeah. just the fact of the matter. I don't know how like I don't know how he accepts a short term deal, but I don't know. Maybe he's pissed off enough people that no one gives him a long term offer. I don't know. Can you imagine like he and Holmgren chilling? <laughs> what is that meeting like? Because Holmgren's there. He's not the GM anymore, but he's obviously going to be at the meeting. Uh, like, how would that go? Bob. <laughs> oh, my God. I, that I would don't, be fun. You know, it's funny. I don't think I, – I wonder how that how that uh, that relationship ended because it really wasn't Holmgren's fault. And I would I would like to think that Bob and his agent kind of realized that that Holmgren was forced into getting into getting Briz by Snyder, and then Bob basically forced Holmgren into trading him because he was like, "I'm never going to play here. I'm going back to the KHL unless you trade me." So I'd like to think that they understand that. I like to think they understand that Holmgren wasn't really the one pulling the strings with that one. The guy who I assume there's still a lot of awkwardness around is JBR because I know for a fact that Holmgren was not a JBR fan. Yeah. And now he's back and Holmgren's still there and now Holmgren's got more power than he did before because Hextall's gone. So it's just, that's got to be a weird situation. So wrapping up the Eastern Conference here, forget matchups and seeding and all that because you look at the Metro, everyone's, uh, the top three are separated by three points. Uh, The Atlantic looks pretty set. And the wild cards, your playoff teams are Washington, Columbus, Pittsburgh, Tampa, Toronto, Boston, Montreal, and the Islanders. Is that how we see it playing out in the second half? Do we think these uh, these eight teams are the eight that are going? I could see the Islanders falling off. I could see Montreal falling off. I don't know. I just, this is a weird season. I don't feel like those are the eight best teams, but this is where we are. I just feel like the teams beneath these eight are all the teams I think are bad with the exception of Buffalo. I don't think the Islanders get in. I I just, I don't think they hold this for another, what, 38 games? Is that what it is? Uh, 44, yeah, sure. I I don't think they hold this for another 38 games. And I think Buffalo, I think one of Buffalo or Carolina takes that spot. I I just, maybe they do. Maybe they they keep the magic on for the whole year, but they're just not a good hockey team. I'm sorry, they're just not. I hate Carolina. I just want to come. The way Steph feels about teams that you never get it done, like Tampa, like 
Yeah, I'm 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 sick of Carolina, and it because they don't even give you. Oh, it was a good series, and they lost. Like, no, they're just bums. <laughs> they're just bums. All right, let's oh, move on to the West now. Drive. <laughs> oh man. Let's move on to the West. Uh, the Central kind of playing out the way we figured. Winnipeg and Nashville separated by two points at the top of the Central, and then we have Dallas. Guys, did did Jim Light did he make it work? <laughs> Did, did the rallying cry work? By calling his two best players fucking horseshit, did he bring them together? Of course, in their last 10, they're 5-4-1, and one, and you look at that division, and they're kind of just the the best of the worst. But they're in a they're in a top-three playoff spot. They're yeah. going to get swept by Nashville, but they're in a top-three playoff spot. I mean, they've got as many points in as many games as the Avalanche, and the Avalanche are a little bit in free fall right now. You've got Nate McKinnon telling the coach to do his fucking job while he's on the bench. Well. Like they, they're a little bit in free fall right now. The Wild just lost to the Flyers in outstanding fashion. So, like, oh my God. We, know, we know what's happening yeah, there. They're, they're kind and then of the Blues mess. and the Blackhawks are just garbage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I think Colorado is just a team where there's only you, you can only lean on a really good top line for so long. Like, that top line is awesome. The rest of the team is nothing special. Yeah, and, that was my yeah my my only point with Colorado here. I have the teams of interest listed that I thought we were going to spend some time on. Colorado is just my god. That one line is great, and the rest of the team is not. Miko Rantanen sixty nine points. Nate McKinnon sixty six points. Landis Cog fifty two points. Next closest forward, Carl Soderberg with twenty eight. That's oh. that's a drop off. That's it. That's what they have. I'm just bummed because I'm going to be in Colorado like around playoff time and was really hoping to go see a game there because it sounds like fun. Whenever I watch their games on TV, I wanted to see one. And it doesn't – I don't know. They're they're falling off a little. I need them to get it back going again. Go to Vegas instead. I'm not going to Vegas, though. So it's that's that doesn't line up for me. <laughs> All right. It's not a national holiday in Vegas when I'm going to be there. Oh, I see. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, I, I, I think Colorado gets in just because I, I don't hope so. just because I don't think anybody else like it kinda it kinda goes back to what you were saying about the East. Like I look at the teams that are out of a playoff spot and they're just there aren't there aren't enough teams that really move the needle for me and that in that I think they're going to jump Colorado. But I mean, I guess it's possible. But I I, I think that top line is good enough. I it's really – it's just so important to have good star players. Like, they, yeah. can, they can really carry you, and, and I think those guys are going to carry them as far as at least the first round. And when you look at the way the wild card is shaking out in the West, like Minnesota's the spot right below Colorado, and then the teams that are close, Edmonton, eh, they have one great player. Anaheim, they've lost 11 in a row. And Vancouver, who, you know, we all thought was going to be in lose for Hughes mode – and they're better than a bunch of teams who aren't very good. That's you know, it. They, they basically have one good player, too, in, yeah. in Elias Pettersson. So that's, uh, like, it's, uh, my, uh, these standings are just, I really think there's a better than 50% chance the 16 teams in playoff position right now are the 16 teams we see in the playoffs. That would be really interesting. Can you, like, screenshot this? Because I would like to remember this day and, and compare it against 
what happens a couple months from now. Is okay. there anything that's really like sticking out to you in the central? Okay, so here's here's a question. I'll I'll kind of change things up a little bit since we're okay. kind of we're kind of in this position where um you know where we're like, "Hey, it might end up being the exact same." Last year was around this time when Florida just started winning all the games and they were like way back and they started winning all the time and they nearly made the playoffs. Is there a team that you see here? And I'm not talking about the teams that are like on the bubble, but I'm talking about the teams that are like 10 points out or 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 or, or at least like five or six. Like, or do you see any team that we you think could possibly go on one of those like out of nowhere they just can't lose type of runs and make it interesting? God, Arizona, no. which is like, like I get it, I get it that that, that it's crazy because they're second to last in the Pacific and it's Arizona. But I think that they they could. I think that this could be a really interesting season for them. Like I think the Blues have the talent to go on a run. I, I was thinking, but I think the they're going to start selling. Yeah, I, I was thinking the Blues too. But yeah, I agree. They're probably going to sell. But they do. They do have the talent, and they're not that far out. But yeah, you would think they're going to start. They they want to shake things up. So, like you look at the second wild card, and it's Minnesota with forty seven, and then right below them, Edmonton, Anaheim, Vancouver all 47 i guess edmonton's that bubble team that could go on a real run just because mcdavid could have a month where he has 50 points and you go oh okay they didn't lose well especially if they trade for wayne simmons <laughs> yeah Col- uh, it's gonna I, cost I, I them a Colorado lot to trade for wayne simmons that that fits to me yeah i think so too i would love to see him go to toronto that would be fun i would like that He'd be going home. Yeah. Um, just to, to move to the Pacific, um, just real quick, I, I think the top three teams are kind of what we expected them to be. Yeah, I think so. Maybe in a different order, but I think that that's, uh, that's the, what we expected. You want to talk about a coaching job, and I realize they're great players. I just want to talk about who deserves the, the Jack Adams for a second. His name is Peter DeBoer. Um He has made this thing work and stuck with it. And if you hear about what the players are saying about how this thing is working now with Carlson fitting in, like we fit him into our structure. Like I realize he's awesome and having Brent Burns, like you have a whole, you have a weird setup to begin with, but I can't imagine what it's like for all these guys who've been like drilled in the head their whole lives. You have to play this one way. And then all of a sudden now you are... you basically have two Mike Vicks out there. Like, you have guys who just don't fit into any sort of traditional mold, and they have made, stuck to, stuck it out and made it work, and now they're, what, 8-1-1 one, one in their last 10, and they are just on a freaking roll, and they are exactly what we thought they would be to start the year when I picked them to win the Cup as soon as they got Carlson. I think they're going to run away with the Pacific in this second half now. It could happen. I mean, I don't think... I think Calgary is good. I don't think they're this good. Uh, yeah. I think I think they they were playing a little over their heads for a while, and I think eventually they're going to come back to earth a bit. But I think they're a very good team. I I think I think Vegas is pretty good. Like all all, th- all three of these teams could win the cup. To be honest, really. And in, in the hell percentage. yes, glitter knights. Let's talk about Vegas because the uh, I think the thought process to start the year was well they're probably not as good as they looked last year. But, hey, they were a playoff team and got to the freaking final, so obviously they're good. And then they start the year a little slow, and people go, oh, yep, see? What we thought last year is actually true. They're no good. 
And all of a sudden, here we are. 60 points, one of the best teams in the West, and they could very well get this thing done. I would not be surprised to see them in a Western Conference Final again at all. Well, they were smart. They improved their team. I mean, they didn't sit on their hands. They went yeah. out there and they basically signed a second line. Like, yep. this is this was not a team that now they have Stasny back. You know, Pacioretty scoring more. Like, some of the guys, some of the, the guys who last year were magical, they've regressed. Like William Carlson isn't scoring as much as he did last year. Uh, I, I think March or so is doing worse, but still fine. Like they're now they're looking like perfectly fine players rather than oh my god they can't be stopped players. But the thing is, is that because they went out and they improved the rest of their roster, it hasn't mattered. They're just a good all around team now. They're not playing over their heads. They're basically just playing up to their talent level because they're just a really deep team. Yeah, I think they recognized what they were and went out and made the, okay, we're probably not that, but if we get those guys, we could be. Because, no, William Carlson is not going to score on a pace with Alex Ovechkin. It's just not going to happen. But he doesn't have to if you have a second line, and I think they did a good job addressing the issues they did have, even though those issues didn't really pop up for them in their inaugural season. It was fun to think about William Carlson, elite hockey player, for a little while. I mean, he's good. Yeah, he's, yeah. it's not like he's trash. He's just not that good. Yeah. And it, it is a cool story. Like, the, I still, I was done with Vegas. I thought it was fun for their inaugural year, but now I want them to suffer like everyone else. But when the playoffs start, I'm going to be interested in their games just because it is – it's just a non-traditional market that does weird stuff, and they have this team that no one believes. I don't know. It's still an interesting story to so, me. So I don't want so them to the win opposite. the cup. We're the opposite here, Bill. I didn't want them to win their first year. Now I'm totally fine with them winning. <laughs> now, now it's like, hey, I, you, you, you guys suffered. Now I can root for you. They have never suffered. I want all of the good things for my glitter children. I want them to get Give to the like final years, and get But I want out. all of the good things for my glitter children. I, I, I can't deal with a team in their second year in the league being good. I, I, I love it. The first year, it was a cool, magical story. Now I'm anti them. <laughs> All right. And so what the else Oilers. We, the Oilers, I just want to... When they got themselves a Brandon Manning, which we didn't get to talk about. No, I want to check in with our old pal Brandon Manning. That's kind of the thing I wanted to... Because we know what the Oilers are. The Oilers are an average team with a great player who holds them above water. Average? Maybe the you know the best player. I, I I wouldn't call them an average team. I would call them a bad team with a great player who makes them average. Okay, that's yeah. I think all the teams in the league are just kind. Of, yeah, that's probably that's probably more accurate. But you know, uh, Peter the Great, uh, Pete Chiarelli decided he was going to go out and fix what was wrong with this team, and he acquired Brandon Manning. After um, speaking with Connor McDavid. After, of course, but yeah, well, he talked to him last year because they wanted him last year, and that is just so damn funny to me. Oh, my God, is it funny. Uh, well, but Manning, of course, um, he was scratched a few times in a row. Uh, he sat out a string of games with the Blackhawks before he was traded to Edmonton, and he was scratched for four in a row by Ken Hitchcock in Edmonton. Uh, he drew back into the lineup on Monday against the Sabres and played like shit. Um, my God, is that team freaking hilarious. <laughs> Just like, oh, uh, you know what? You know what we need? Brandon fucking Man. Like, how is that your thought process? 
How many names were on the list ahead of Brandon Manning to fix what was wrong? And how did, like, how did you come to the... I'm more of a believer that Brandon Manning than anybody in the world except for apparently Pete Chiarelli. <laughs> and I think he's average at best. And it's not like he's getting paid league minimum. He's getting, as we all know, because of the infamous bet, That's right. over $2 million a year. Brandon Manning got paid. Bill got paid. <laughs> it's it's mind-blowing to me how bad P. Shirelli is at his job. Like, th- this goes beyond just just general, like, you know, a guy's been in hockey for years, so everybody just assumes he's good at his job, even though he's actually just average at best. Like, P. Shirelli... Every single criticism thrown his way doesn't go far enough and doesn't quite explain just how poor of a job he's done. Like, you literally spotted him the best player in hockey, the most talented player in hockey, maybe the best functional skater in NHL history. And he decided to build a slow, big physical team that lacks skill around him with bad contracts. Yeah. It's like... We live, and they have some injuries. Uh, Clefbaum, Petrovic, and Sakara are all hurt. Okay, well, Petrovic rehabbing sucks. from surgery. So, like, who cares? I mean, Clefbaum is a loss. Yeah, Clefbaum's good. But he's the only one. And, 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 and Sekera is fine, but he's always hurt now. Yeah. When is it sec? When did it change from Sekera? Like, two two playoffs ago, I think. Because it was Sekera. It was always Sekera, right? yeah. And then he just I decided just call him he wanted Peter to be Sakura. Sakura. Like, I, I can't I can't do I can barely pronounce names to begin with and then they go and change how they're pronounced like I can't do that fair you're not allowed you to have your name pronounced correctly name until you've reached 200 games in the league I think that's the rule oh so that was what uh <laughs> that was what Connor Sherry did he reached yeah. the 200 game mark and he's like oh now I can tell you it's not Sherry it's Sherry yeah it'll be yeah. Lynn Bloom at the 200 game mark <laughs> I, don't I just think he's ever going to be Oscar Lindblom. I'm sorry, buddy. No, that's that ship has sailed. <laughs> you should have you should have nipped that in the bud day one. But here well, we no, are. Well, no, he he was given the opportunity. Like Jim. Jackson, oh yeah, I know. Jim Jackson specifically asked him, "What do you want to be called?" And he's like, "Just call me Lindblom." Okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay. The, 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 I love good. The thing is, what what I gather is like it's not really Lindblom. It's more like Limblum, like almost like Plum. But it's just the way it's said, it's not an easy thing to say, like, based on English sounds. So it's just mm. easier to do the blom because that's what people are more used to than doing, like, the weird sound that that vowel actually should sound like in Swedish. Fucking Swedes. I'm just, just kidding. This, I love you all. I'm <laughs> scanning the, the quotes I pulled from this, uh, from this Edmonton Sun article about Brandon Manning a few days ago. And I, it just cracks me up. Um... Manning played the left side on a third pairing with Matt Benning, with Coach Ken Hitchcock probably looking for more positional calmness. Like, oh yeah, I mean, he'll be calm about sucking. Like, that's such <laughs> da- that's such, it, it, he'll be like shit, but you know, he'll keep a straight face, I guess. Like, that's such Dave Axtell thinking, like, yeah, he's bad, but uh, I know to, I know what he's bad at, so it'll be calm. That is Dave Hacksaw. This fucking league, man. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, Charlie, I while I often say I don't think a coach makes that big of a difference, when we get to, like, the five coaches in this league who are actually good, 
they do make a difference. Oh, oh yeah, oh, 100%. Because I, I, I 100% all the other coaches, coaches suck so bad. Yeah. I 100% believe good coaches make a difference. It's just that I think that the vast majority of them are average, and they're all just kind of in the same muddle middle. But, yeah, you get a good coach. Like, you get a, you get a, a Claude Julien. You get a uh, you know, you get a Joel Quenville. Like, yeah, they move the freaking needle. You get a yeah. Mike Babcock. Absolutely, they move the needle. 100%. Yeah, there's there's like five coaches who may, make a difference, and the rest are average at best. Yeah, much the guy like Brandon. Who's, who's in Pittsburgh, whose first name is Mike and last name is either Sullivan or Johnson. It's Sullivan, and yeah, it's he's Sullivan. he's one of them. Yeah, yeah, and really, what it boils down to, I think, with coaches is like, I mean, as shitty as this sounds, if you don't, you know, if you if if you don't have one of those guys, just kind of keep looking until you find one, because the other guys are kind of interchangeable. They're going to be good in some ways. They're going to be bad in other ways. But in the end, they're probably going to get you the same results that you would have gotten otherwise. All right, gang. So what is, What do we feel about this West? Is, I, I don't see the West. I guess maybe Edmonton moving in from Minnesota. I just don't see this shaking out much differently. I, I actually, if I had to guess, I would say the West stays as is. As is. I think the East will have the Islanders will drop out. But I think the West, I just... I just don't trust Edmonton. Edmonton's the only one. Anaheim, I think, is cooked unless, like, they've lost 11 straight games and they won't fire their awful head coach. So I just I can't have any faith in them. Vancouver, I don't think, is very good. St. Louis, I think, actually is pretty good, but they're going to sell. And Arizona, I'm, is, isn't Rantanen out for the year? Or like yeah. They, like, that that hurts them. If Rantanen was healthy, I would be more confident they might be could go on a miracle run. But that's true. That's a good point. Or not, not, Maybe not Randon, the Flyers Randon. have a goalie Rant, that Ranta, they could use. Ranta, my bad. Not Randon. No, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, the Flyers have a goalie or four that they could use. Or four. <laughs> Maybe they can and, sew them together and you can just... Franken goalie? Yeah. Just if take... you put Michael Neuvert and Brian Elliott's groins together, maybe you've got half a functional one. Maybe. That sounded really filthy. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I think I think with with Elliot, I think it's the hip. So maybe you just take Neuvert's hip and and Elliot's groins and then you're fine. Oh good, good, good. Oh yeah, those things would definitely hold up. <laughs> the the other thing that I thought as we were talking about Edmonton is, you know, Colorado is hanging out kind of in a playoff spot, kind of not. They've got that top line. They're also in the lose for Hughes yeah. race really yeah. because they have Ottawa's first round pick and Ottawa's the last place in the league right now. After tonight, they may not be um, to the Flyers. But <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Right now, they're the last, they're last place in the league. So the Avalanche, should they land Jack Hughes or Capo Caco? Are going to get just that much better, yeah. and that's a little scary. No, they're in oh, a very, that's they're in like, a very good position. Get... What, Charlie? I suggest they're in a very good position. Absolutely. Yes, they're in an excellent position, regardless, because they, you know, they could get exactly what they need because they already have that top line. Like what we talked about with Vegas going out and getting that second line, they could draft their second line this yeah. year. Yeah. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what their what their prospect pool. I'm not too familiar with who they have, um, like who they have coming. But I mean, they have a great core. Obviously, Rant and McKinnon, Landis Cog. It's, you know, they're still Landis Cog's a little bit older, but he's 
he's just 25. He's the same yeah. age as Couturier, and the other guys are even younger than him. And Tyson Barry's good. I, I'm a big Sam Girard fan. Like, yeah, you add Jack Hughes and throw him, use him as your 2C for the next 10 years, or one, or have that have, have McKinnon Hughes kind of be like the you know the the low the the lower cost Crosby Malkin. Yeah, that's a that's a Western Conference power right there. As long as they make some halfway smart moves, otherwise. I really Does respected. Does it make you guys want to die when you hear, you know, he's a little older at 25? A little bit. <laughs> you know, I really respected Ottawa for being like, you know what? We're just gonna, we're just gonna make our pick. We like Kachuk. We're taking him. We don't know what next year's lottery pick will be. We uh, sure we could be the worst team in the league, but you know what? We're just gonna make this pick this year. We like the kid. He's on the team. He's having a good year. I respected them for that decision. And now. Oh man, it might hurt him. I mean, it, it, was, might it, was, it was dumb. Yeah. I, I I guess I respected like I, I respected the guts to do it, but it was dumb. Yeah, uh, you could they could easily not win the lottery, and Kachuk is a good That's player. That's fair. They could easily not win the lottery, but yeah, that would the suck. Flyers so are gonna win. I would. I'm gonna laugh so hard when goddamn Colorado's in the Western Conference Final and they win the lottery. That's gonna be hilarious for everybody. <laughs> would be funny. Um, I needed to real, be the Flyers. <laughs> real quick as we wrap up here, um, the All-Star jerseys, what did you think of them? Bad. You know, I don't hate them. And I think I might be the only person who really doesn't. I kind of love that they're made out of recycled plastic. Oh, I, I don't mind that. I just hate the fact they're black and white. Yeah, that's... And- I don't really care. I don't. I don't care about how they look. I like. I actually not kind of love. I really love that they're made out of recycled plastic. I thought they were absolutely shit when I first saw them, but one thing I'll say is the NHL All Star jerseys of late have like zero staying power. Like there's no reason to wear one after All Star Weekend, and since it has your team's logo on it, oh yeah, that's like, a good point. You can keep it and wear it to a game. That's a really good point. Like it's not it's not some dumbass teal. Like, oh, yeah, I'm wearing a teal jersey to a Flyers game. Cool. It's not neon green with Voracek's name on it. Like, it's just a cool jersey. Yeah, that's a good point. I do like that, too. Because it can, it can be reworn. Who the fuck wants an NHL All-Star logo jersey? Like, that's stupid. Yeah, like, dumb. the old... I like, agree with you. The, the, the old 90s ones, like, with the big star, and they were that uh, teal, and they were that purple, those were cool as shit. If they were to just bring those back permanently, I'd be all about it. But considering how bad most of the designs have been with just the big NHL shield, I really don't mind these that much, even though at first I was like, that's dumb. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh... I've decided I like them. Yeah, I just don't care enough. Like I, I think they're, yeah. I think they're bad, but I don't care. Like I'm not going to be watching any of the All Star festivities, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> and uh, that's about it, guys. I guess we'll wrap up there. Charlie doesn't give a shit. That's what I love to hear, <laughs> Chuck. That's what I love hey, to um... hear. Uh, so yeah, that's it for Ice Sport Radio. We will be back with BSH Radio on Thursday. It'll be live on our Facebook at five fifteen. I guess is when we said we were going to record. I already don't remember. Um, Yeah, that's it. So thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening. Be sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to uh, uh, podcasts. Just search Broad Street Hockey. For Charlie and Steph, my name is Bill Matz. Have a great week, everybody. Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. 
Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. <laughs>